Hi, I'm Cody. And I'm Christian. And we're Nerds with Friends. Not just two nerds who have some friends. No, we're your hosts for the podcast, Nerds with Friends. We cover any topic that people can nerd out over, from TV, movies, and comics, to conventions, tabletop RPGs, and much more. Nerds with Friends comes out every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And of course, on our website, nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Join us every week as we confess our nerdy confessions and talk about the latest in nerdy news. And remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions. 30 and Nerdy is a next wave podcast and a bad cast company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation on Podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. And now your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. and nerdettes this is the podcast where everyone knows your name cheers to you cheers to you i'm josh and i'm tyler and this is 30 and nerdy and we are coming at you from the fortress of nerditude with yours truly the registered nerd practitioner the founder of nerdledge the george bernard shaw of morristown the mac and always great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the notorious JLD, with his PhD in nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself, Doctor Davis. Hey, what's up? What's up? By the way, the uh, title of that sound effect is "Yay!" Exclamation Not ta-da. point. No, it should be ta-da, ta-da. shouldn't it? it no, I just felt happy, so I thought, "Yay!" I like that. Well. Uh, if you are listening to us for the first time, thank you, welcome, and if you're listening to us again, thank you and welcome back, and uh, you can find us also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, and wherever you cast your pod, and I've got to start off with a story, a big shout out to Ken M. from Ocho Doro Parlay Hour. Love that guy. When we made the switch to Podbean at the new year, um, our photo started up, or our, our documents started uploading as m4a well that's fine if you only want your rss feed to go to itunes google play uh pocket cast those things but two primary ones stitcher and spotify only take mp3 so and he only listens through spotify by the sound of things so he last night we have so if you been listening to us on spotify you've missed the last month of podcasts oh no um and it is just Kind of stunk, uh, so Ken M, for about an hour last night, back and forth, just helped me find 
out first off what was going on and second off he back and forth helped me realize what needed to be done so I had to offload all of those transfer them to mp3 which he introduced me to a way to do that and then up, re-upload all of them. So that's why you might see a little bit of changes in our numbers, our viewing numbers mm-hmm. on our Podbean, um, is because it's basically had to start all over. Well, thank you, uh, Ken M. He saved the day, man. I'm telling you, huge shout-out to Ken M. You're a great guy. I don't uh, care what anybody says about yes. you. Uh, ODPH, check them out. Uh, they've become good friends of the show. Um, and just the whole Pod Nation and Next Wave that we are a part of. They've been helpful in so many ways between sharing everything we post, um, ideas, you know, for marketing, for episodes, stuff like that. So really a big shout out to the Pod Nation as well as Next Wave Podcasting. Um, if you also want to, you can find us on Castbox FM. Uh, and Podchaser.com. Now the cool thing about Podchaser.com is you don't just get to rate the show, 30 and Nerdy, you can rate individual episodes. And that lets us know what you like and what you don't like. However, when you're rating the show, we hope that you will be very benevolent and give us... Five stars! Yes, five stars. That's the sweet spot. That's what we want. Uh, and you can also follow along with the conversation. As you're listening, let us know what you think at hashtag 30andnerdypod. Uh, and that keeps us up to date on you all listening and uh, your all's thoughts. So, what's up, Doc? Not a darn thing, man, <clears throat> to be honest. Uh, to really. be completely transparent, um, we are having to catch up our schedule mm-hmm. because of uh, taking some time off because of the show. And yeah. stuff like that. So we are recording two or three different episodes in one week. Uh, yeah. And it's been, we just released our Superman breakdown. Um, this will release in a couple of days, and hopefully that will get us back on track. Yeah. So, um, so since I last sat down with you, yes. not a darn not thing. Not a darn thing, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, we had our pickup rehearsal, and for those of you who don't know what that is, um, if you are uh, part of a show... Um, you have your opening weekend, and before you do that second weekend or third weekend, the day before the show start back, you have to reconvene and do what's called a pickup rehearsal. We had that tonight. I am actually uh, in a boot, um, a uh, an old nemesis. My left foot has started acting up. Um, I broke it when I was a kid, and ever since then, anytime I overuse it without taking care of myself it tends to remind me that I have to do that. Not to mention the fact that you are 30. Yes, so. I, I am not a young chicken anymore. Um, my body is basically telling me, dude, you're 30. People give me a hard time when I joke about the whole, oh, I'm 30 and all that yeah. stuff. But you know what? I really can tell a difference. Like, things are not working the way they yeah. used to. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we used to be able to go full force and do five and six shows at one time and stay up all night and play games and eat Taco Bell at 3 a.m. Not anymore. No. Uh, definitely not anymore. And my body's just trying to warn me to stop taking advantage of it, basically. The 30 is sl- slowing us down, but it the is. nerdy is not. It is not. No, it is keeping us alive. And that's why we're here. Uh, our last episode, we had a really cool breakdown on did, uh, really. Kal-El, the yeah. Man of Steel, Superman. Um I think in doing our research and just discussing, breaking down that character, we learned a little bit more respect for him. Sure, um, sure. It did not make us fall in love with him, 
obviously. No. We've been very vocal on how he is just not one of our favorites. No. Uh, most Boy Scouts aren't. Um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I really I did, it. too. I, I, I thought it was one of our better shows in quite a while, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And um, now, Obviously, you know, you know, you miss things like the S stands for hope. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, um, the S. Yeah, um, but but still. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about soups in the future um, at some point in some manner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for, for really latching onto that episode. A lot of Superman fans out there that are liking it and sharing it and stuff like that. Um, and this week, we're going back to Gotham. Yeah. We are... Uh, I'm going to talk some nerd news. Uh, I've got a new nerd vocabulary word that I've created. And we're breaking down the best and worst villains of Gotham City. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a it, lot of know, fun. You know, i, I got to say, we did quite a bit of Marvel stuff mm-hmm. last last year. Yeah. And I think it's only fair that we... We, we sp- have been doing more DC. We spend yeah. some more time with, with... You've been very fair. The other <laughs> side of things. Um, yeah. And and we've been very vocal about how much we love Batman and the heroes of Gotham, but um, aside from Joker, we have not given enough love to the people who probably need it the most, the villains. Yeah. And fun fact, there are 807 documented villains in Gotham City. Batman's been busy. And we are not at all going to talk about all 807. That would be an entire season. Man, I was ready for that. <laughs> I'm sure you were, but we cannot... Uh, dedicate that much time to just the Ville 807. And some of them are like 2D Man and one-timers from Adam West's day. you got to watch out for 2D Man. Yeah, you do. He'll get you every time. He will, and you won't see it coming. Um, so Only we will, 3D Man yeah. can you see it coming. <laughs> exactly. Um, and 4D, you can maybe hear him. Yeah. Or smell him. I mean, it depends on what the fourth dimension is because, you know, you got those four dimension rides that are pretty cool. Like, uh, was it Disney had Bugs Life? I remember when they first came out with that 4D theater like ride and stuff would happen under your seat and around you. It freaked me out. Yeah. I was just 12 when it came out at Animal Kingdom and it scared the living daylights out of me. I think that's. It's gone. now. It's Nemo now, maybe? I'm or. Not sure. did, it's, it was there since I've been going regularly. But or did it part of it become Pandora? Um, I think that was what it, it was. did. It I'm did. really not sure. Yeah, I'm sure someone will correct me if I have misspoken. Please, if you have a chance to correct the doctor, it's it's your lucky day. <laughs> so correct him. That's rare. It's yeah. rare. But we're gonna get to all that after a brief word from our sponsor. All right. Hey everybody, I just wanted to share some really exciting news with you. Our friends over at Encore Theatrical Company are giving you the opportunity to experience live theater for the price of On the House. That's right, totally free. Encore's young stars have just returned from Atlanta, Georgia, where they went to the Junior Theater Festival and they performed 15 minutes of their production of Disney's Beauty and the Beast Jr. Uh, they got to perform this for some uh, people from Broadway. They got some critique and, and all that good stuff. It was a big weekend for them. And they're coming back home to East Tennessee. And they're going to perform the entire show of Disney's Beauty and the Beast Jr. for free. That's right. Absolutely free. You have several opportunities to catch the show. Uh, first of all, February 6th at Cock County High School in Newport at 7 p.m. Uh, February the 7th at Maury Middle School in Dandridge at 7 p.m. 
February 8th at Manly Baptist Church in Morristown. There's two shows there, one at 3 and one at 7. And the last chance to see the show is February 9th at Creative Theater, Sevierville, 3 p.m. Again, if you're in the East Tennessee area, come check out the show. It's going to be great. Encores, Young Stars are always phenomenal. So you don't want to miss it. And it's free, so you can't beat it. Thanks. All right, time to talk nerdy to you. Uh, so this week's nerd vocabulary word is nerdfidence. So I'm assuming this is based on confidence. Yes. Okay. The confidence that a nerd has in his or her nerddom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for instance, I have a very strong nerdfidence in my nerdlidge about things like Kingdom Hearts, Supernatural, Batman. Stuff all like that. 73 seasons? Yes, all 73 seasons. Um, like you would have severe nerdfidence... In your different nerddoms, like Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Spider Man, Star Wars, yeah. Um, so yeah, nerdfidence. I, I want to see in twenty twenty more nerdfidence being spread amongst us fellow nerds, well, helping your your fellow nerds out. One thing that can help you with your nerdfidence mm-hmm. is listening to us. listening to thirty nerdy podcasts. We got lots of that on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Your nerdfidence will increase. Exponentially. Over 9,000. Well over 9,000. Uh, so, why don't we get to your favorite segment, What, what You're watching? watching? Why don't you start? Alright, so I um, I went back and I have uh, watched a little bit of... Uh, I'm still watching Clone Wars, but that's a given. Same. Um, especially with the new trailer that just dropped. Of the final, oh, the can final we season. please talk about that Absolutely. for a second? Uh, if you haven't seen it, they did release a trailer for the new season of Clone Wars that will be premiering on Disney Plus mm-hmm. next month, mm-hmm. and it looks so amazing. Good. Looks so good. Very exciting stuff. Um, I also um, have been, you know, gradually taking Madison through the MCU. Yeah. Uh, and this week we did Doctor Strange and Guardians Two. Um. Which she really loved Doctor Strange. She enjoyed it. She enjoyed the character, the the wit. Uh, and, of course, she loved Guardians 2 until Yondu died. She was like, this was not good. She was like, I did not like that one bit. Um, but in the hero's journey, all uh, heroes must lose their mentor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but she would have to say her top three so far has been Iron Man, uh, Guardians, and Doctor Strange. Good choices. Uh, definitely good choices. Um, which kind of shows her her taste. A lot of wit. She's a, She loves a fan of wit. She's a big fan of witty comedy, um, out-of-the-box writing. Um, not your everyday names, probably. I'm going to be anxious to hear what she thinks about Homecoming. Mm-hmm. That's next. Good, good. And I will be uh, also intrigued to see what she thinks yeah. of Homecoming. Um, well, it's got... Yeah, a little bit of all those things you just talked about. It does. So. It does. It has the wit and the heart, and uh, Spider Man, of course. Uh, and she actually uh, let me know. She was like, "I've already seen all the other Spider Man. I just haven't seen Tom Holland's." So she's seen McGuire and Garfield mm-hmm, Spider Man mm-hmm, movies. Mm-hmm. I was and I was just like, "Well, he's better. Holland yeah. is way better. He is so the best. He is the best." Uh, what about you? What have you been watching? I got to tell you, man, I am so excited about this. Okay. I can't really believe I'm going to say this. For several months now, and especially if you are a regular listener, 
uh-huh. of the show. I have been singing the praises of the boys. The boys. If yes. you haven't seen the boys, go watch the boys. Best thing of 2019. Not so fast, there, partner. Really? It has been dethroned. Oh my! That's right. That's right. By what? What you ask? Well, I'll tell you. The Watchmen. HBO's The Watchmen. I talked about it a little bit last mm-hmm. week. I did. But I just finished it uh, like two days ago. Okay. Man, got to tell you, best thing of 2019. Really? I would almost... No, not even almost. I would probably say... I would definitely say it even beat Mandalorian for me. My God. That is... That's big. I mean, really, well, though. I mean, I'm, especially with who owns the property. Yeah. Well, I mean... Okay. It's a DC property. I don't have a problem with DC <laughs> though. That's but I have not gotten to watch it. I don't have HBO. Right. So. We're gonna have to find a way because it was incredible. Some of the best TV that I have seen in, okay. in such a long time. It was just brilliant. I mean, so many times I thought, all right, all the big surprise. And you know, I love a big surprise. Yeah. I love those big twists and turns. Yeah. You know. And while Mandalorian was incredible and, and I enjoyed it so much and everything, there mm-hmm. there weren't a whole lot of those big twists and turns. Yeah. You know? Watchmen, every time I thought, all right, that was it. That That's all the big that's stuff. The big you know? twist. There'd be one more thing that would happen. And I've talked a lot about how sometimes I'm really bad about, you know, my attention will go to distracted by your phone my phone or yes. you know i'm sitting here in my chair in the in the fortress and i'll start looking at my pops like i want to rearrange the pops <laughs> or you know whatever and i sort of lose track of things and i miss things yeah when i watched watchmen there's nine episodes ranging from about 45 minutes to an hour i didn't touch my phone one single time i didn't look away from the screen and if i did i paused it which i normally just don't do um I didn't want to miss a single second of it, man. I'm telling you what, I was just blown away. And I'm not one to rewatch shows very much. I would say between the two of us, you're more likely to do something like that, like watching uh, The Witcher three times. I'm not one to do that, typically. I would watch Watchmen again right now. I can't give any higher of a recommendation than, than this. I mean, it's just absolutely... Genius, just remarkable, remarkable so television. On our Stark rating system, what Stark would you give it? Well, I don't even remember how that works. So, so we... you'd give it five Tonys? <laughs> five Tonys way up? Gotcha. But no, it's a Tony Stark is obviously the highest Stark you can have. Yeah, we talked about doing some sort of a rating system like. The lowest. Tony Starks are, are good. and The lowest would probably be Brandon Stark. And then a Brandon Stark is like a, yeah. a, a <laughs> bad thumbs down. Yes. Uh, but Lots of Tony Starks. <laughs> Lots of Tony Starks. I think we got to work on that. But yeah. definitely all the thumbs up, all the stars, all the everything I can give it, it gets it, man. The, well written, well acted. Uh, they didn't rely too heavily on any type of CG or anything like that. Okay. Lots of surprises and twists and turns and amazing moments. Uh, it uh, felt like I moments. It, Yes. And if you're someone who, like, you know, kind of like, you like the comic, but you didn't much care for the movie or whatever, or you really wanted to like the movie, watch the show. Yeah. Watch the show. I'm telling you, it just, 
Okay. Just incredible. I'd find a way how to check that out. I think I can get it on. I think I can buy the season off Vudu. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I'm not um, sure. I'll have to check. If the Blu-ray uh, thing comes out at some point, I'm going to get that. So that's cool. one way. You know, you may have to wait a while. But uh, And apparently there's not going to be a season two. No. And you know what? A lot of people have exited. I'm okay so. with that. Okay. I'm okay with it. Um, I think the main reason, though, was they had talked to the showrunner about it, the writer, and, and he had kind of said, you know, I don't I don't have an idea for a second season. I sort of meant for this to be its own standalone yeah. series. Which and, probably baffles everyone. Um, maybe so, but I also respect that. Like, yeah. don't. You know, they probably can throw all the money in the world at him, but he wants to he wants to make a good yeah. you know, product. He doesn't want to just say, Oh, well I'm gonna do it because, you know, the opportunity is there. He's gonna say, I'm not gonna do it unless I have something, you know, that I really know is gonna be good and that I'm confident about. And you can tell that he was with this. Mm-hmm. I have zero complaints. Just Wow. What more can I say? Wow. Watchmen is is the king right now. I uh, dare anyone or anything to try to take its place. Well, I mean, we're at a point now where you pretty much closed out 2019 with Watchmen winning because that was a 2019 uh, title. Yeah. So I mean, we had a lot of great things last year. Yeah. We had uh, the Umbrella Academy. We had the Boys. We had the Mandalorian. This Watchmen. You know, yeah. And for me, this was okay. it. So now it'll be interesting to see what 2020 brings us as their king. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm going to say that Boys two. Season two of The Boys is going to push us to a place we've probably never been. And we're going to get Umbrella Academy uh, Umbrella 2. Umbrella Academy 2. Mandalorian uh, 2. We're going to get Mandalorian again. We're also going to get uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon at some yes. point. Or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. I'm sure that's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. So it's, it's Exciting a, stuff. a great time to be a nerd. Yes. What a time to be a fan. Absolutely. Shall we move on to the nerd news? Time for some nerd news. Have you heard about the PS View shutdown? I did hear about that. Coming soon. I uh, canceled mine. You did right before that news broke. I uh, just didn't really feel like I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're for cable. I'm not. Gotcha. I'm not. I I've so you totally have Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, and Amazon, and Amazon. Yeah, you're pretty that's, good. That's it. I mean, you don't watch live sports. Not really. And you've got the network <clears throat> for any wrestling. I've got WWE Network for my wrestling and my wrestling documentaries that I love. So, one would say that Cable has died in the Davis household. It has. It has. Um, the Stream Wars has claimed a victim. I think that that's the case for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, PSV was fine or whatever, but as I've said in the past, there were like five or six channels that we used, mm-hmm. and we decided... Is it really worth paying 50 or 60 however much it was a month to have five or six channels that we use? And the main reason that I wanted to keep it for so long is that Monday Night Wrestling mm-hmm. has been a tradition in my life for 20-something years now. Every Monday yeah. night, you know, for the most part, I yeah. would sit down and watch wrestling. Well, I mean, yeah, it affected our scheduling. I mean, you never really wanted to record on a Monday yeah. because of Monday Night Raw. And, you know, I've just lost interest so mm-hmm. much lately in, in the product, which is a shame because now that we have alternate options in wrestling, you know, with AEW and everything, mm-hmm. it's a shame that it's just not been grabbing my attention the We've way I've had I'd a hoped. bad taste in our mouths for professional wrestling these days yeah. because it's just 
you know, it, it sold out. And yes. I'm really just more of a fan of behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, probably don't even realize it, but that they would be the same way. So many people are so jaded with with wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. But we still love to know about, you know, how the business works and what's yeah. going on backstage. How is, and, you know, how is Bree and Brian doing? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, listening to the wrestling podcast mm-hmm. and watching the documentaries, the WWE Network releases top-notch documentaries. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I know it's not what you're watching anymore, but last night I actually sat down and watched. They have this documentary series called Untold, and it uh, was Rey Mysterio talking about his relationship with Eddie Guerrero oh. and it talked about their, you know, first matches together and talked about uh, when they won match of the year in the WCW in 1997 mm. or 8 at Halloween Havoc and of course the death of Eddie Guerrero and when Rey Mysterio won the Royal Rumble uh, in honor of Eddie you know in honor yeah. of Eddie man, and then it was, went on to win the title it was deep stuff it was very very good so. wow I have to check that out uh, moving on, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster are reviving Music Man and will debut later this year on Broadway. Now, we've talked about this offline before. Not big Music Man fans. But no, not at all. I would, I would see those two. Oh, absolutely. As, as those roles. you got to um, remind me, when we do our uh, theater act two... You do two, have a Sutton Foster story. I have a story. Sutton Foster story. You do. i got you a lot do. of good stories about well-known people. Yeah. I've that come is, to realize uh, that. Is, uh, our episode after this one. I so. don't know that anything will beat, you know, being at the urinal with Dean Kane, with but Superman. Um, this one's pretty good. I don't know, man. Your Ian McKellen story is pretty dead. No, that's cool the real too. one. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the winner for sure. All right. So moving on, Justin Long is heading to Disney Plus to host a game show called Shop Class. Why? What? No what's the premise of I the guess, show? I, well, I mean, we never things? really had Shop Class. No. Did you? No. I don't it think wasn't we had a that. massive thing here in Morristown at high school. You could lose Shop. fingers in that yeah. class. Um, um, from the looks of it, it is literally just him hosting a show about building stuff. High schoolers and building stuff, I think. I don't know. That's It'll probably be play into High School Musical. The gripping series, television. <sighs> and poor Justin Long. <laughs> What's he? Like, it's kind of like, okay, so there's this show that has uh, uh, Ron... From Parks and Rec. Nick Offerman. And uh, our girl from SNL that was in Parks and Rec with them, uh, Amy Poehler. Uh-huh. They have their own show together. I knew that. They actually do that stuff in real life. That's how they became best of friends. It wasn't just Parks and Rec. It was because they're DIY, always constantly building stuff to their homes, like birdhouses and bird baths. And that. That's something they love to do and that they've done most of their friendships. So they have a show. That I get. Because that's a passion of the two of them. Shop Class and Justin Long, I don't see those two going together. I just don't. You never know, man. Uh, maybe he's like, oh, yeah, I was a killer in Shop Class in school, so I'd be a perfect host. Um, or maybe he just needs to Shop Class his career. I don't know. It doesn't sound like something that I will be uh, anxiously awaiting yes. to uh, to put on my TV. But True. You never know. But... I would say when you run out of something, but with Disney Plus, you'll never run out of something That's to go, to have to watch Shop Class. Yeah. Uh, moving on, in a recent interview with Time Out, Hugo Weaving said that he will not be returning to Matrix Four as Agent Smith due to scheduling conflicts. That sucks. Well, it does and it doesn't. I mean, I'd like if they're going to continue this 
We need a new villain. This would be a good time to bring in a new villain. Maybe, maybe Neo's the villain. Maybe he'll have like a little cameo. Like I agree, maybe he shouldn't be the main uh, antagonist, mm-hmm. but it'd still be kind of cool to see him in there somewhere. And just, to hear just for Strangers yeah that, and... but just for fan service, yeah, which is a huge thing. Uh, recently famous and mostly hated talk show host Wendy Williams has come under fire. Celebrities are roasting her and asking for her job after she made fun of Joaquin Phoenix cleft lip. Exactly. What a jerk. Who are you? That's ridiculous. Like, Wendy Williams, of all people, like the biggest nut job in talk show with probably with the lowest ratings because I never see her on TV and I've never had it all heard anyone like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Wendy Williams show. You know, she's not Ellen. I don't know a lot about her, to be honest. She's, uh, she's had that, a... I know she has a show, but... She's had a uh, a history of not knowing when to shut up she a mean and girl? what she says. She is. And she's a little, little bipolar. A little crazy. There's some insanity to her. Speaking of Joaquin, another award to add... He won a SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor for Joker. Absolutely. Well Awards deserved. keep coming to that movie. Not just Joaquin, but, you know, the music's getting awards. I mean, it's it's Also it's, it's well good. deserved, yeah. It's good. Uh, moving on. I Now, actually, that brings up a story. One of our cast members, uh, this past Saturday, Sunday, this past Sunday, let it be known pretty harshly that he just did not find Joker. Uh, it was not solid film. Well, he and is I a said, tool. Well, Scorsese, pray tell, when's the last time you thought solid film was happening in Hollywood? He said, I mean, it's been a few years. Think about this. And he starts talking about, like, when Titanic won an Oscar. And I was like... So he's not one of these guys that's all crazy about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, he That's said it not was okay. Oh, good grief. He, he thinks he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. He's just one of those people. But it threw, it blew most of us away. We were just like, what? I mean, it just, it, if you want to call it a movie, we were just like, uh, shut up. <laughs> like, what you're in the minority there, big guy. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Um,. So IGN has reported that even though Kevin Feige has spoken with Patrick Stewart, he will not return to the MCU as Professor Xavier. And I think that's fine. I'm okay with it. I am. Uh, I don't think he can give longevity anymore. We need someone... This sounds really grim, but I'm going to just say it. We need someone who's going to be in for the long haul. Yes. You know, in this... I mean, I wouldn't mind if they brought back uh, McCoy. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe um, there's someone better out there. We don't know. I guess it depends on what generation of Xavier we need to see. I'll know it when I see it. Gotcha. And I'm sure that it will be great. Yes. Um, next piece of news. RDJ is in a very rare position at the moment. Doolittle sits at an all-time low at 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and a certified rotten at 18% from Rotten Tomatoes and a 67% rating from fans. This is a rare place to find RDJ, especially in the past decade, and a very rare place to find Disney as well. So, thoughts on that? Um, well, you know, uh, I can't say that 
I was really looking for a, a new Doctor Doolittle movie. Um, I just thought that I thought it looked good because I thought, wow, Disney's going to do this massive adventure style. You know, the Doolittle that we've always seen is comedy. A guy in a lab coat in modern day, you know, talking to animals because he has a practice. Um, I thought it'd be cool because it was Disney and it was RDJ and it, yeah. they made it look like this massive, you know, open fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are saying it was just, it was weighted down by too many animals with too many voices and uh, trying to change some of the mythos of Dr. Doolittle. Right. I hadn't heard anything uh, good or bad or yeah. indifferent about it. I'd, I'd heard nothing, so... Well, when um, Rotten Tomatoes tweeted their vote, I was like, good lord. Yeah. Like 18%. Not that any of us really care what Rotten Tomatoes has to say. I don't. But it just shocked me. Um, moving on. Uh, an animated Witcher movie titled The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, will release on Netflix between Season 1 and Season 2. Um, no news yet on casting or if it will be canon. I would if imagine it should be. They're smart. It will be canon. Yes, especially since it's coming from Netflix. Yeah, like the show. So why would um, you not? I would just. I mean, if I were them, I would not try to separate it too much. I'd have him voice it and just be an easier, quicker story yeah. to tell. Yeah. Why not? I wouldn't try to recast me. Yeah. Don't don't either. reinvent the wheel here, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Yes, it's stupid simple. So, last bit of news. Kingdom Hearts is coming out with a mobile game. Uh, so far, all we've heard is it's called Project Xehanort, which if you've played Kingdom Hearts, you know that that is the big bad. Um, in season in episode one, he goes by Ansem, and then you find out he's Xehanort. He's a nobody who, you know, it's, it's a long story if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts. But <laughs> my guess is it's going to go along the Pokemon Go uh, Harry Potter augmented reality track. Uh, basically turn your phone into a Keyblade is my guess, which I think is cool. But I just I haven't really... You know, after Pokemon Go started losing steam, I got out of it. And yeah. which both tried Harry Potter, and it just... It, it wasn't for me. It was too much. Some people are still pretty crazy about it. And but Pokemon as well. is it time for augmented reality? Has, has it had its time? I think it just gets a little monotonous, you know? Yeah. And having to, like, you can't play all the time. Like here, here at home, you can't play. Yeah, and because there's you, a, you can't just throw up your phone on Pokemon Go and you'll be surrounded by hundreds of them. Yeah, and there's no and gym you, nearby you except and, for that and church Harry, off in Harry Potter. Yeah. You run out of energy or whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't like automatically refill or something. Yeah, so you have to give it time. That's frustrating. I I don't know. I just feel like. You know, you could be putting this Kingdom Hearts energy into a show, a movie, another game. It would really be cool if they did like an animated thing for Disney Plus. I know, that, like that would a show cool. of Kingdom Hearts yeah. could go straight to Disney Plus, and I mean they've got the money and the voice actors, and right. it'd be so cool. I agree, so cool to see it play out in a movie. Hey, did you uh, play Kingdom Hearts three yet? No, Me I haven't. I didn't hear down by, good things. Um, uh, the most I heard was I waited, you know, almost 15 years for <laughs> for this. Oh. Um, it just kind of felt like if we're waiting that long, there should be a lot of new things. And it was like, this is basically very similar to the first Reached. two. 
you know, very rehashed. So why did it take so long? Well, I uh, could never... I'll still get it. Um, I'll, I'll still get it. I think it's at our Walmart. It's down to thirty something dollars. Yeah, it's pretty cheap now. So I, I uh, could never beat Ursula. So uh, <laughs> never got past Kingdom Hearts one. <laughs> But one day, perhaps. Perhaps one day. Well, uh, that's about it for your nerd news. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute to share with you the fact that you have a really awesome opportunity coming up here in the near future. Our friends over at Freddy Cat Productions are uh, releasing their new documentary, Bullet in the Bible Belt, Encore Theatrical Company's American Idiot. And this is a documentary about the production of American Idiot that Encore did about a year ago. This is the first time that this show had been done in the Southeast, so it was a pretty big deal. Uh, Our own Tyler was a big part of that show as well. It was a great experience for him. And, you know, if you want to see a little bit of that, you got to come to the premiere of the documentary. It's going to take place Friday and Saturday, February 7th and 8th at 8 o'clock at Rose Center's Prater Hall. And that's right here in Morristown. So if you're in the East Tennessee area, area you should definitely come check it out um just to get in it's a five dollar investment at the door and that five dollars is split with freddy cat productions and rose center council for the arts which is a great thing and even better it enters you for the chance to win not one but two season tickets to encore theatrical company's 2020 season which is awesome and a photo shoot with ashley lodge another fine sponsor of the show here for more information about that you can call 423-231-2839 and fun fact more exciting news if you can be the first person once this episode is released and you're you're listening to it you if you're the first person to email us with the answer to this question you will get two free passes to the documentary as well as maybe a little bit of 30 and nerdy swag what do you think what year did the american idiot album debut that's right what year did the american idiot album by green day come out when was it released so if you can be the first person to email us the answer to that question you will get two free tickets to the documentary which you don't want to miss later and we're back mm-hmm. which means that it is time once again for us to on gotham's most wanted yes that's right the bad guys in gotham the enemies of the Caped Crusader. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's you know, a lot of them, too. Gotham has no short list of villains. That's true. Um, but perhaps it is... I will even see to the fact that it may be his rogues gallery of villains that makes Batman the the top echelon of comic book nerddom. Yeah. Um, I would be the first to say that perhaps it is the bad guys of Batman... That makes him the best. I think he has the best uh, villains. Absolutely. Out of everybody. Uh, you know, you talk about Superman's villains, Flash's villains, even switching over to Marvel. You know, Thor's villains, Iron Man's villains. I don't think anybody holds a candle to Batman's bad guys. Spider-Man's pretty close. Close. You know, we talked about that today. Like, if you could rate Spider-Man's top tens mm-hmm. villains. Yeah. 
You know, and, and we even, you know, hours later decided, oh, crap, there were some we forgot. Yeah. That should some be in that top ten. So that goes to show he's he's got some Spider-Man's good villains. has got a good rogues gallery. But, man. Um, but, you know, in, in Gotham's 80 years of existence, there is an established, documented 807 bad guys. That's a ridiculous amount of bad guys. Uh, however, has been busy. We are not going to talk about all 807. I mean, Aww. think about it. That's a that's a season's worth of conversation. Ain't nobody got time for that. And yes, exactly. I mean, we've even, you know, you would be talking about people like 2D Man, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and Terrifying. Again, no time. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our list of some of the best villains of Batman. Um... They're actually, uh, you know, uh, some of these we will we might dive into a little bit, especially those unknown ones or B or C listers. Uh, but if you hear a name that obviously is very, very, very mainstream for the Cape Crusader, we're not going to dive into them because you already know about them. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we? Uh, and this is kind of alphabetical. Always this good. Is in alphabetical order. I, like that. I thought you would like that I as an English teacher. I appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, you can stop us if you'd like to, Dr. Davis, uh, to maybe, maybe we should expand on them. Maybe we should talk about them a little more, especially the B and C listers. So why don't we get started? All right, let's do it. So we've got the Al Ghul family. Raz Al Ghul, Nissa Al Ghul, and the lovely Talia Al Ghul. Right, right. Um, if you've watched Batman, you have encountered the Al Ghuls. If you've played Batman, you've encountered the Al Ghuls. If you've read Batman, you've encountered the Al Ghuls. Not a whole lot to say. Yeah, there's sort of like a weird cult almost, right? Yes, yes, and the demon's head. Yeah, they uh, they want to sort of do a clean sweep of Gotham and just destroy it and start over because it's so corrupt. It's and almost terrible. like a uh, quick reset. Like yeah. if you're losing a video game. Hit that reset button, you get a second chance. But uh, Batman's having none of that. Yes, exactly. So we move on to Alice. Alice, if you've been watching CW's Batman, Batwoman, sorry. uh, Alice is a prominent villain of this first season. And uh, if you are a comic book fan, you know that Alice is the twin sister, fraternal twin sister of Kate Kane, who is Batman, Batwoman, sorry. Um... She's been prominent in this first season. And there is no connection whatsoever. Even though her name is Alice, there's no connection to the Mad Hatter. But I bet that he would like her, though. Oh, he'd love her. Because of her name. That'd be the ultimate tag team is Jervis Tetch's Mad Hatter and Alice from Batwoman. Uh, So, moving on. Anarchy. Mm. Uh, So, uh, Lonnie... Match Matchin is his Matchin. name. Yeah, uh, he gained weird. popularity through the Arkham games and a spinoff storyline. Uh, specifically, I believe it was Arkham Origins. Yes, that he was in. Yes. Uh, he's a political activist who fights corruption with violent means. And though he feels he is the hero of his story by all rights, he is definitely a pariah to Gotham City. Yeah, I don't hate him though. I mean, I thought he was kind of cool. I love his his vigilante activism. He would like, definitely be a C lister, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so he actually, Anarchy showed up in uh, Star City in season 
four of Arrow? He did. Did he really? And I've seen that. If you were to go back and watch my friend all of Arrow, you would see a lot of Batman storylines that showed up in Arrow. They probably just thought they would never get the chance yeah. to do any Batman To do stuff Batman storylines on CW, so you might yeah. as well just throw them into Arrow. Uh, I mean, and they're very similar. Rich, vigilante, true, terrible true. childhood. So, uh, moving on, we've got one of my favorite, Azrael. Yeah, yeah, this is Azrael, and uh, he is probably not super well known. When you mm-hmm. when you think, he, uh, I think his first show up was Arkham City, maybe Arkham Origins. I see. I don't. I, I pretty much only know him from that, and like I think he was in maybe a couple of the cartoons. He actually uh, was the storyline of one of the seasons of the recent Gotham series as well, but it wasn't a named person we know who was portraying. Oh uh, yeah, I sort of remember that. So like he wears a hood and he's sort of into the whole vigilante thing, just like Batman, and mm-hmm. he sort of watches Batman from what I remember and wants to yes. try to be like him and take his place. Uh, but he uh, is not the same as Batman. I mean, nobody's like Batman. He doesn't have the morals. Yeah, he's basically. he's not uh, as merciful and and all that as Batman. And uh, you know, pretty ba- cool though. Batman believes that justice should be served. Should have properly. a code. Yeah, it should have a code. It should have a line. Uh, so moving on, we've got Bane. Oh, we all know Bane. He's the big guy. He has the mask, and he. It's called Venom, right? This yes, drug Venom. That he's infused yes. with. And he's probably most known, uh, at least in comic book lore, for the time that he broke Batman's back. Yes, and actually, it just hit me. You know, last week we were talking about Superman. We were talking about the actor who played Lionel Luther, And we talked about he was the same actor who was in Shazam. However, and he was, in Batman he was and Robin. also in Batman and Robin. He played the professor who killed... Pamela Isley, yep. who became Poison Ivy. Yep. So he has been in three different things that are DC-driven. Yeah, I had that same uh, realization Yeah, after... after it hit me while I was working on these notes. I was like, dang, he's been in all yeah. three DC properties. Uh, but yes, we love Bane. He's big, he's ugly, he's dumb. Next, Brr. we have Black Mask, Roman Sionis. Yeah. And he's a big mob guy. He's the main villain of Batman Origins. The Arkham Origins game. Uh, He wears a black mask. It was crafted out of the his father's coffin, and it in a fight with Batman, it melted to his face. So that'll make any. And we actually will get to see the most recent, aside from Arkham Origins, his most recent configuration will be soon. In the Birds of Prey, played by Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see that. It's exciting. So next on the list is Bronze Tiger, and I can't yes. say that I know anything about um, this one. Season 4, Season 5 of CW's Arrow, he was played by Jai White. Uh, now, we know Jai as the voice of Spawn, and also the physical embodiment of Spawn. Remember the Spawn movie? Yeah. That's Jai. Okay. Um, he is also like... My dream casting of Jax in Mortal Kombat. Oh, I could see. Hopefully, it. they cast him as Jax um, in the new Mortal Kombat coming out. But he in the CW's Arrowverse, he was played by Jai. Uh, he has uh, been a member of the League of Shadows. He has also been seen going head to head with the League of Shadows. He has fought Batman as well as the Teen Titans, 
and has been seen as a bad guy as well as an anti-hero. Um, but he is like black belt times three in martial arts. Mm. So he is not something that you mess with. One might almost say he's similar to Black Panther. Yes, yes. Uh, however, Bronze Tiger came first. You know that for sure. Maybe you should look it up. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm challenging you. All right, I'm going to find out while you talk about the next person. The next one is Calculator. Now, Calculator uh, started out as kind of a joke. And uh, he was uh, joked about amongst not just the heroes, but the villains of the DC Universe. Uh, He uh, could... (laughs) He was kind of like the oracle of supervillains. He was a nerd. Uh, And uh, he highly intelligent... And uh, very good at calculating the outcome and needs uh, for his companions. In the DC Universe game, he is who you, if you choose the villain side, if you have played the DC Universe game, you can choose hero or villain. If you choose the hero side, it is Oracle that speaks to you. If you choose the villain side, it is Calculator that speaks to you. Um, Now, in CW's Arrow, he is Noah Cutler, the estranged father father of Felicity Smoke. Uh, Very brilliant. Uh, Very bad in the CW's Arrowverse. Um, So that's the calculator. So, Dr. Davis, what have you come up with? Survey says, and you were wrong, Black Panther 1966 and Bronze Tiger Tiger, 1975. Score one for Marvel. Next time we do Who Wore It Better, I think that one (laughs) should be brought up. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So we just talked about Calculator. Let's talk about Calendar Man. I know this one. So Calendar Man, uh, Julian Day, is his real name. He's sort of a an odd sort of fella. Uh, he is obsessed with holidays and, and dates, and he commits crimes on those days. And sometimes he's even dressed up in costumes to correlate with the date of the designated crime. Mm-hmm. And here's something cool. Uh, we keep talking about those Arkham games. Uh, but they're so good, and they do such a good job of uh, incorporating all these little, you know, not very details. well known. Yeah, details. Even the Arkham games do good with the details. Yes, they do. Um, so good, in fact, that you can visit Calendar Man in the downstairs uh, part of the, of the jail in the courthouse. So he's in jail there. And you know mm-hmm. how, like, your Xbox knows the date. So, yeah. like, you can go visit him on holidays and he'll talk about, oh, it's yeah. Christmas or, oh, it's Halloween or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Happy Fourth of July, Dark Knight. And there's an achievement you can get if you go see him on all the big, big days. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, have you have you received that achievement? I have not. I'm not that committed. Me neither. <laughs> uh, time goes by and newer games come out, so. And I'm busy doing other things on Christmas yeah. and Halloween than playing, <laughs> than playing video games. <laughs> playing Arkham Origins. So we move on to one of the first A-listers, Catwoman. I think we all know Catwoman, Selena Kyle, uh, sometimes a villain, sometimes... Anti-hero. And, and even this day, she is the wife of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. In this new era of DC Comics, she has become a Justice League member and the wife of Batman himself. Uh, so we have seen the the evolution of Selena Kyle from uh, even if you thirty year olds out there when we were kids it was Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. um, before that it was Eartha Kitt 
Um, if you don't know who Eartha Kitt is, she is in the movie Holes. She plays, uh, even you will carry me up the oh, mountain. wow. That's her. Hey. And she sings Santa Baby, the original version of Santa Baby. I think I did know that. That's Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Um, and we, now in this modern era, she is, uh, the most recent is, um, in the Dark Knight trilogy that we've seen, Catwoman. We, we try to forget Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, yeah. But um, Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway was in the Dark Knight trilogy. She's the most recent. Other than uh, the girl in Gotham. Well, yeah, the girl in the Gotham. The show. Yes, she was fantastic as Sometimes well. Sometimes I like to think that Gotham didn't happen. Sometimes, yes, I would agree. Kind of like uh, Halle Berry there. So Yes, yes. Next one I know nothing about. This is Cheshire. Jade is the older sister of Artemis, daughter of Sportsmaster and Huntress, and Thorn in the side to Nightwing and his Young Justice members. Uh, though she has ties to Batman and her origin is pretty dark, she mainly deals with the Titans and others these days. She's a highly trained assassin with the League of Shadows and allied to Deathstroke. Her mainstream storylines take place in the popular show Young Justice, but Cheshire is definitely deserving of a place on the list, and she has a child with Red Arrow himself, Roy Harper. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Little little uh, darkness, yet uh, she's kind of... I don't know. She starts out as like the, these are my talents, and I work for the League of Shadows. After she leaves the League of Shadows, she becomes like this contracted mercenary assassin, like, and she starts out as like this, whatever the money brings the job, I complete the job, I get paid. But then, she falls in love with her at Arrow, they have a child. So there's that morality battle. I like the Cheshire version in the Young Justice. Now you said you had started Young Justice. I didn't Justice. get that far. Then you ha- probably haven't met Cheshire yet. Disney Plus happened, so ah yes, Disney Plus happened. But if you would go back to the DC universe and continue Young Justice, you'll start to like Cheshire. All She's right. great. She's fantastic. So moving on, we've got. Clayface. Clayface is tricky because he can take the form of different people, so sometimes you never know who you're really talking to. Is it really Commissioner Gordon? Is it really Alfred? Mm. Oh, it could be Clayface. How about this guy, the Clock King, William Tuckman? Ah, that's that's clever. (laughs) Has been a villain to Green Arrow mostly, but spent some time battling the Bat in Gotham. He has no superpowers or abilities other than a rigid sense of order and timing. I like that. That sounds like you as a villain. Maybe I'm the Clock Prince. You could be. Or the Clock Queen. Ah. Ah. Copperhead. This villain is one of the few that we do not really know their real identity. Mm-hmm. He's had affiliations with the Suicide Squad and the Silver... Sorry, not Silver. The Secret Society of Supervillains. Yes. He's a supreme contortionist, has a prehensile serpentine tail, mm-hmm. and secretes deadly poison. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, actually, though, fun fact, in Arkham Origins, Copperhead is portrayed by a female. I remember. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You start to see hallucinations, and yep. you first you're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And it winds up being one of the assassins hired by Black Mask, yep. Copperhead, played by a female. So that's a fun fact. Moving on, we've got Deacon 
Joseph Blackfire. I did not know. Remember him? I remember him from the game. And yes, has he only been in the game? Uh, he's been in some comics. Okay, so I only knew him from the game. He was in Arkham Knight, the fourth uh, Arkham game. Yes, and he's a self-proclaimed deacon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joseph Blackfire had a long history of tax evasion and other federal offenses. Yes. Interesting. He sold like people Capone. on cons until he came to believe his own lie that humanity was fickle and he had been blessed by God. And now he has this big cult of homeless people in Gotham who like worship him. Wow. Yeah. Um, I remember that uh, Arkham Knight storyline. He kind of creeped me out, kind of like something out of uh, Bioshock, those crazed fanatics that you get to meet oh, yeah. in that game, Bioshock. So moving on to another one of my favorites, Deadshot. Now Deadshot, uh, it, he first appeared in the 1950s. Floyd Lawton was a gun for hire and the world's greatest marksman. He was known for the second greatest assassin next to Deathstroke, who also happens to be one of my favorites in the DC Universe. Deadshot has been a longtime member of the Suicide Squad and a member of the Secret Six. He boasts he has never missed a target and is very outside the box on his tactics. He has been one of the only men to be romantically involved with Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. aside from the Joker. I did know that. You did? Okay. I did, I did. But then even he moved on was like, you're nuts, sweetheart. I've got better things to do. He was played by Will Smith in the, in the most recent, Club. yes, reenactment. Yeah. I also liked the CW's Deadshot. He was really good. Remember him from the I Arrowverse? I don't remember him. Dude, you've got to go back and watch more of the Arrow. I do remember Deathstroke, though. Well, yeah. He was played by Manu Bennett, so... Another uh, another celebrity who I've met, he Manu Bennett was very long-winded when I met him. Talked a lot about. He just wanted himself. to like. Yes, he was wanting to like tell me stories about his life, and like uh, this wasn't like we were like out at lunch together in a setting where you know it's appropriate. There was a line of people waiting to meet this man, and he wanted to talk about the method that I use when I get into character and all this. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Just sign my toy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Well, he also had some uh, drug issues. Manu Bennett did. Did he really? Yeah. He uh, actually was semi-fired from CW for his use of cocaine. Oh, my. Uh, until they brought him back for a small cameo in like season six, something like that. But uh, ever since season six, we've not seen Manu Bennett back. He spent all that pro. money from The Hobbit on cocaine, huh? Yeah. He was the white orc. He was. What was his name? I don't remember. I just remember. Azog, maybe. He had a part. His, part of his arm was a weapon, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And he hated Thorn Oakenshield. Hated him. Yeah, he was uh, made just for the movie. Yes. Yes. But anyway. So we move on, uh, and now I would have to say Deathstroke was is one of my favorite DC villains because he's pretty mortal. You know, he did have some scientific experiments that help him regenerate, but, you know, he's not super strength, super speed, you know, green ring on his finger. I like that, too. And he is also uh, one of the few people who have single-handedly taken down the Justice League. 
uh, let me ask you this. Are we yes. still going to, and I can't pronounce his name, Joe Magliano? Magliano? Is yeah. he, that's still going to happen? He is technically swiped under the rug, sadly. Oh. Since uh, Gunn uh, is part of the DC uh, writers team now, we are trying to forget. That's right. That era, right. remember? Well, that's a shame because he would. It be is great. because he would be great as Slade Wilson. Joe Magliano would be a great Slade Wilson. And we just also got another Deathstroke incarnation. Once you catch up with Titans, he's in Titans season two. I'll get there one day. You will. Next, you will. we have the Electrocutioner, mm-hmm. uh, Lester Buczynski. Didn't debut until 1992, but he's had some notable run-ins with Batman, Nightwing, and uh, Tim Drake's Robin. Initially, he was a warrior for justice, but eventually became a mercenary and villain. He has been a member of the Suicide Squad, as well as the Secret Society of Villains. Yes. Now, moving on to the Falcone crime family. Now, if you know Batman, you know the Falcone crime family. They have been around since almost the inception of Batman. Uh, They are nicknamed the Roman Empire. Uh, It has been led by Vincent... Carmine and Mario Falcone. Hey. Now the most recent Carmine Falcone or Falcone crime family we have seen is Carmine and he was in the Dark Knight the first movie of the Dark Knight trilogy. I remember that. Yes. Um so moving on, we have got Firefly. Firefly, he's uh, a, a pyro uh guy. He likes to burn, burn things. things. He flies, and uh, he wears a heat-insulated and fire-retardant battle suit mm-hmm. and a jetpack. Yes. Um, so next we have uh, Solomon Grunty. I heard he was born on a Monday. Born on a Monday. Christened on Tuesday. Married on Wednesday. Took ill on Thursday. Grew worse on Friday. Died on a Saturday. Buried on Sunday. Everyone knows who Grundy is. Whether it's the Justice League show or the Batman video game, Arkham. That was Arkham City as well, wasn't it? Because he was so. under the Penguin's mm-hmm. Iceberg Lounge. That's, that's true. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the Justice League show, you, he, he talks like, Grundy want pants too. He was on the old like 60s and 70s oh, yeah. he's cartoons been for a and little stuff. While. Yeah, he's a big Not guy. part of the legendary A-Squad, but close. Uh, he actually is one of the uh, few villains, aside from Joker, voiced by Mark Hamill. Which I didn't know until just now. Yes. Um... We like Grundy. I, I like Grundy because yeah. he's kind of like the Hulk. I was actually, you know, <laughs> he's not exactly the smartest, but he's just used for his strength. And Grundy has also been anti-hero as well as bad guy. Um, moving forward, now I don't think we're going to talk a whole lot about this one because we'll definitely focus a lot on her in a couple weeks when we talk about Birds of Prey. Yes. But Harley Quinn, she's a big deal. She's uh, high up on the... Mm-hmm. We were just talking a minute ago about off-air about how you know the original Batman villains are like the A-listers and anybody else that's popular is B, but Harley is sort of making her way past, the past that you know, that B, upper that, echelon that, of B that to level. the A. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it has to do with the live-action portrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as uh, just growth of, I don't want to say likability of a villain, but 
She's just fun. She is. And, She's uh, fun. So we'll talk more about her in a couple weeks yeah. when Birds of Prey comes out. So moving forward, we've got Dr. Hugo Strange. Now, Strange is uh, he's kind of morally ambiguous. Um, the most recent incarnation of Doctor Strange was played by B.D. Wong in the Gotham series. Mm-hmm. And, and ran also, it into the ground. I mean, they ran Doctor Strange way too much. That was like almost two seasons worth Doctor of Doctor Strange brought this guy back to life, and now this person and yeah. this person. It's yeah. Like, as much as I like Doctor Strange, the Gotham TV series kind of made me like, okay, I could go probably the next ten years without seeing Doctor Strange, and I'll be happy. But Hugo Strange um, was a main villain of Arkham City. He was working closely with Ra's al Ghul, who you've heard about. Um, But he is one of the few people who early on kind of deduced himself uh, the, the identity of Batman. He deduced pretty quickly who the identity was. But... He he ran Arkham Asylum for a little while, and out of his crazy experiments, then the board descri- described him as he belongs in Arkham Asylum. Doctor Strange is crazy. Good call. Good call. So, uh, moving forward, we Hush. have Hush. Thomas Elliot. Now, he's actually a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, in the story, he uh, was a childhood friend of Bruce, and... Though his name originates from a nursery rhyme, he lives up to it by using manipulation and guile instead of noisy signatures. When they were children, Tommy tried to kill his parents to get their wealth, but with Thomas Wayne's surgical skill, they were saved. Ever since then, Tommy has hated Bruce. Hush is the only villain to drive Joker out of Gotham at one point. I did not know that. Did you watch the most recent animated movie? I did. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it okay. Good. Good. Uh... Um, but honestly, I didn't feel like there was anything super memorable about it. No, you know? no, no, no. I think, of, in all honesty, I think that would be a time where justice, where justice, um, DC was trying to f- search. I guess is the word to stay up to date. Like they gotcha. have, there are some times where I think DC has overplayed the Joker, overplayed the Riddler, overplayed the... And I think the Hush animated movie was them searching for a moment to stay... I can't believe I'm saying this, but relevant. It seems like they're trying to do uh, some little movies based on all the big comics. Yes. Like, you know, they did did the, uh, the, the Joker one a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've done several things like that. Did you ever watch Gotham by Gaslight? Not yet. I haven't either, because I've been very... Eh, hesitant. Hesitant, Yeah. yes. So, moving on past Hush, uh, we have Joe Chill. He's widely accepted to be the uh, person who pulled the trigger and, and shot Killing Bruce's parents. of Martha and Thomas Wayne. Not a lot to say about him. Now, this next person... Uh, a lot of people probably uh, don't know much about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is just, uh, he's so obscure that Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody would really know him. We haven't talked about him a lot. Yeah, Uh, his name is The Joker. Yeah. Uh, No big deal. He's just the ultimate arch enemy of Batman. Yeah. The clown prince of crime. Yeah. And uh, if 
you don't know who the Joker is, then I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. So moving on, we've got Killer Croc. Holy moly. Now, you, your favorite part of the Suicide Squad I was, movie, correct? Yeah. I hated this guy. <laughs> so Killer Croc, uh, Waylon Jones. Um, before the most recent rendition of him in Suicide Squad, the movie, uh, has been kind of terrifying. You know, big crocodile man, um, eats people, carnivorous, but after the, um, most recent rendition of him in Suicide Squad, I did not take him that serious. I'm beautiful, man. I'm beautiful, bruh. Yeah. I just, you know, uh. It just didn't work for me. Also, the most tedious, annoying, frustrating part of um, Arkham Asylum uh, video game. Was oh my gosh! You're in the sewers. Running. You're trying to get these like spores from yeah. the sewers and you're Crocus running down, down different paths. Well, like, to... but you had to walk slow and you had to mm-hmm. crouch and you had to like because he kept popping up out of the water to eat you and you had to throw the batterings at him. Yeah, oh, it was annoying. Very annoying. So, moving forward, uh, and also, uh, Killer Croc, that storyline kind of introduces to Cash, though. Oh, yeah. He ate his hand, but also Officer Cash, Cash is like, Officer Cash is, is part of Gordon's unit, and after he has had his hand bitten off by Killer Croc, he has this hook for a hand. Yeah. Uh, so, it's kind of cool. He becomes a friend of Batman. Uh, moving forward, we've got Lady Shiva. Lady Shiva is uh, one of the deadliest assassins to come out of D.C. She has also assisted Gotham in some forms. Uh, She trained Tim Drake's Robin, Hmm. and her daughter, Cassandra Kane, became one of the Batgirls. She is able to read body language and anticipate her enemy's next move. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, Lady Shiva actually pops up I'm pretty sure also in Arkham Origins. I don't remember. Or is it Arkham City? I don't remember at all. I'd have to check. But Lady Shiva shows up in one of the Arkham games. Moving on, we've got the League of Assassins. That's sort of like uh, League of Shadows people. Yeah, League of Assassins, League of Shadows. They're the same people. Uh, They are the uh, followers of of the Algol family in the uh, ploy to destroy Gotham and rebuild it from its ashes. And that was uh, the focal point of the first Batman movie in the, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, and some very uh, mentioned League of Assassin members are Nisal Ghul, Lady Shiva, uh, Merlin from the Arrowverse, uh, Deathstroke, Bronze Tiger, Cassandra Kane, and even Bane for a small point. I think I knew that. Yes, moving forward, we've got one of my also all time favorites, Mad Hatter. I like this guy too. He uh, is a super genius, an expert neuro- uh, neurologist, and his Alice in Wonderland shtick seems lovable, but by no means is he adorable. He is known for his mind control devices and chemicals. He was obsessed with Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland and believed he was the incarnation of the Mad Hatter. He was an absolute loon. And <laughs> the guy who played him in Gotham... This was one of the bright spots of Gotham, I he have to He was one of the, uh, um, what are they called in Walking Dead? The wolves. He played the main wolf in Walking Dead, uh, who you thought was going to be rehabilitated, but wound up killing some members of Alexandria. Um, 
I love his animated slash video game voice. He has like this, I'm just looking for Alice, Dark Knight. Yeah, he had a pretty small role in the games. The actor's name, by the way, is Benedict Samuel. Yes. And he was just terrific. He spoke in rhyme. Everything was in rhyme. Um, he was great. Loved him. He was probably one of the, as a whole series, one of the bright spots. Definitely one of the bright spots. As a whole series. Yeah. Matt Hatter was one of the bright spots. I put him right next to the Riddler uh, in that show. Absolutely. Uh, moving forward. And also and- Jerome. Joker. Well, yeah. I mean, but again, kind of like we're talking about Joker, if there's been very... I don't, I don't know any incarnation of Joker I've disliked. Jared so, Leto? Okay, corrected. We don't... We think of Jared Leto's Joker as we do Halle Berry's Catwoman. How Didn't about... Uh, Did not exist. How about uh, the long-haired Joker from the animated uh, The Batman? Remember that? The like monster? early 2000s, yeah. Barefooted monster? Yeah. Okay, like he that. joins Jared Leto and Halle Berry's Catwoman, as we don't talk about. There are a couple of the animated ones I didn't care for. That being one of them. Huh. Maybe we should... We'll discuss this when later. When we have th- yes. the Joker 2 on 30 Yeah, when we talk we'll, about Joker again, you know. We'll figure that out. Uh, so, moving on, we got Man Bat. Uh, Dr. Robert Kirkland quote-unquote Kirk Langstrom, is a scientist that specialized in bats. He developed a potion that turns him basically into a humanoid bat, man type thing. Uh, His uh, serum was originally meant to cure his deafness. However, it wound up turning him into a massive man-bat. He eventually perfected his serum to where he could take his genius intellect into the creature he becomes. So, if you watch the animated series growing up, there's about six different episodes that include Man Bat. I think, like, the very first episode was Man Bat. Second. Second. very first episode is uh, Christmas with the Joker. Is it? Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Man Bat also uh, had, like, the most, uh, uh, the scariest jump scare. In In the Dark Knight uh, games. Arkham Games, yeah. You're, you know... Doing your little... It's actually Arkham Knight. Bat claw, and you're mm-hmm. swinging around on stuff, and then you get to the little ledge of a, of a building, and then Man Bat leans over and screams at you and flies mm-hmm. off. Oh, There's another it. scare in that game. Joker that does Arkham it, too. Game. He, Joker goes... He replicates that. Yeah, he replicates it. It's very funny. So moving forward, a very uh, intellectual villain, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, and I know you, like, you love the intellectual villains. I do. And and he's got a tragic story, too. He does. He just wants to save his wife, you know, and that pesky really Batman does. just gets in the way every time. And maybe I I have less love for him because he was played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, we try to forget we about that. try to forget one. about that. Uh, so, moving on, Owlman. Owlman is the villainous counterpart to Batman uh, from the alternate universe in Earth-3. Uh, you see him in the animated movie where, like, the uh, crime syndicate, which is the villainous version of the Justice League, go one-on-one together. So it's pretty interesting. He's voiced by James Woods. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, Batman's coming after me? Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Moving forward, we've got the Penguin. Oswald Cobblepot. 
Now, there's lots of different versions of the Penguin. Uh, we've had the, the classy monocle Penguin. We've had the Danny DeVito uh, eating fish Penguin. Even the Nolan North voiced video game version the of Cockney, the Penguin. Uh, the Cockney what one. What are you doing, Dark Knight? Perfect. And your favorite character in Gotham, the most recent version of the Penguin, tall, skinny, played by the Lord oh. Guy. Yeah, I did not. He was like most people's favorite part of the show, and he was my least favorite part of the show. I did not enjoy that version of the Penguin. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of favorite, Poison Ivy. Love her. The seductress plant goddess. Is she uh, Pamela Isley, is her real name. She, uh, She actually has an ability, what's technically called chlorokinesis. She can speak and communicate with the earth, the green, as she calls it, the plants. And uh, she is your favorite DC villain. I love her. Villainess, is she not? I absolutely love her. Good, good. Who doesn't? Moving on, we've got... Professor Pig. Obscure villain. Very much so. Creepy. Uh, We have here, uh, written down in the notes, the sort of comparing him to something from like one of the saw movies Mm -hmm. and that is pretty accurate he basically is wanting to do surgery on people and make them look perfect and and all this stuff uh he's a pretty scary uh, villain it's very creepy because there's nothing superhuman calling card a-lister about him he's just a creepy white male doctor who's I mean, trying to perfect people. I think that's most of Batman's villains. There's just some sort of psychological yeah. thing that, that goes on with them. Uh, some obsession, some, you know, whatever it is that causes them to, to do these things. Absolutely. He had a big part of uh, Arkham Knight. Yes, he was. Uh, moving forward, the Red Hood, yeah. a.k.a. the Arkham Knight, a.k.a. everyone's least favorite Robin, Jason Todd. Your favorite animated Batman movie, Under, Under the, the Red, Red Hood. Hood. Absolutely. I love that one. Now, Jason Todd was presumably killed by the Joker, but comes back years and years later as a, I would like to call him a vigilante, but he's almost like an anti-vigilante hero um, who goes one-on-one with Batman eventually. Uh, the storyline was used in this most recent Arkham game, Arkham Knight, Um but instead of Red Hood, they did call him the Arkham Knight, which was cool. It was kind of a cool spin on it. Yeah. Uh, Red Hood is, uh, it's cool. It's just a cool spin. It's it's a way to, kind of like we talked about in Who Wore It Best, they took Bucky, who was a terrible sidekick of Captain America, killed him, and brought him back years later as Winter Soldier. Well, they did the same with Jason Todd. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, we've got Josh's favorite male DC villain, the Riddler. Riddle me this, riddle me that. I love him. He's he's smart and he's um, he's got lots of games and riddles for Batman. And I think Absolutely. that's fun. I think he challenges Batman at a level that nobody really ever challenges him. He can. Intellect. And did you know that there was uh, one point in the comics where the Riddler figured out who Batman was? He figured out that he was Bruce Wayne. I did not know that. Well, he had cancer, right? And he went to the uh, Lazarus Pits... So he could like be reborn and everything, and you know that it also has side effects. Yes. So part of it was it sort of enhanced his intellect even more. Mm-hmm. So now he kind of really does have superpowers almost. But he figured out exactly who Batman was. It's true. Look at did up. he attack Bruce? I don't think so. Almost like a. I think he ended wow. up in that now what same. Do I, do? I think in that same version he was actually reformed. Wow. I think. 
Uh, well, there's a whole comic me. book version where the Joker's reformed. Yeah, I'm working on reading that right now. Yeah. Was it White Knight? Yes. Yes. Um, the really cool fact that I know about the Riddler is um, he is actually uh, the original Riddler, played by Frank Gorshin in the Adam West era, is Mark Hamill's favorite villain of all time. Is Mark, Frank Gorshin? Mark Riddler. Hamill has good taste. Yes, he does. Moving on, we've got Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow. Yeah. Now, the he's a genius in chemistry as well as uh, psychology, uh, but most of us know him as the uh, sack-wearing, fear-monger Scarecrow. Um, if you're a casual fan, you might know him as the villain from the first Dark Knight, the Dark trilogy. Knight trilogy um, um, played by uh, Batman Begins. Yes, and Batman Begins. Um, but most notable fans will know him from the animated series as well as Arkham Knight. He is the main villain, voiced by Lord Denethor himself from Lord of the Rings. John Noble. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a creepy villain. Great opportunity to scare people. Moving forward, though, we've got Sportsmaster. Lawrence Crock is the husband of Huntress and father to Artemis and Cheshire. He is a former pro athlete who used sports like weapons and is a master of hand-to-hand combat. He was one of the main foes to Robin and Batgirl for a time. Mm-hmm. And we've all learned something, And I did not know him. Yeah, he's actually a, a primary villain in the Young Justice series on DC Universe. And i got to get through that Young Justice. You really do. I'm gonna You'll do learn it. a lot I'm gonna do it. going through that. Um, moving forward, we've got Simon Stagg. Um, which, he's in Arkham Knight, he's in the Dirigibles, you have to help him, but he's actually a bad guy. He's also a prominent name in the first season of CW's Arrow. Um, He is just the CEO of SAG Industry, and he's kind of like Lex Luthor in a way. Uh, He's like Gotham City's Lex Luthor. Hmm. Um, So look him up. I didn't know him outside of the, uh, the game. Really? Yeah. Um... So moving forward, we've got Talon. Talon is the leader of the Talons, uh, who are actually the bodyguards of the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Which, if you know Batman, if you know DC, you know who the Court of Owls are. Court of Owls, they're sort of the secret society that runs things in Gotham. Yes. And uh, they're not nice people. They are not. Ta- Talon is actually known as William Cobb. And has the ability of cellular g- regeneration. I did, I did actually read all the Court of Owls. Well, the most recent uh, thing that they did with Court of Owls. Uh, but I don't remember a lot about it. I do remember Talon. There was a time where uh, Nightwing gets so pissed off at Batman, he becomes the new Talon. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so, moving forward, we've got the Ventriloquist. And Scarface. Love these guys. Go ahead, Dr. Davis. So, here's what I know about Scarface. Scarface is a a, a dummy, a, a puppet, uh, and he was carved from a tree that was planted next to or in or around the grave of a mass murderer. Is that yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. And he is able to convince uh this guy well in his head arnold wesker who is the ventriloquist he has dissociative identity disorder so he thinks that scarface is making him do all these terrible things uh, and committing all these crimes but it's really yeah yeah it's actually crazy but 
Yeah, I think I, the I, thing about Scarface being carved out of the the tree is is, is true though. Yeah. Uh, so shall we uh, continue? We've got Two Face. And the Two Face, everyone knows Harvey Dent. He used to be a, a longtime friend of Bruce as well as Batman. He was like the White Knight of Gotham. Uh, he was the uh, district attorney who would take down like mob bosses like the Falcone, the Maronis, things like that. However, one night uh, during a case, um, the Maronis threw acid in his face. And Harvey Dent already had somewhat of an anger problem. So this kind of broke his, not just his physical form, but his psyche as well. And was born Two-Face. Now, he kind of became obsessed with, like, chance. His calling card was flipping a coin. Heads you lived, tails you died. Or heads the good thing happened, tails the bad thing happened. Um, everyone knows who Two-Face is. Some people might say... That Aaron Eckhart was the best part of Jeez. the Dark Knight. <laughs> so, 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 so we have this story. Okay, we both went to college together, as well as the Reverend Rance himself, Logan Roach. We have this theater teacher who, in our theater class, after the Dark Knight hit theaters. Truly believed that the greatest performance out of that movie came from Aaron Eckhart's Two Face, and he was great. Don't don't get us wrong here. Aaron Eckhart was was wonderful. He's good, but come on, he doesn't hold a candle to Heath Ledger. Exactly. Ain't nobody holding a candle. Like to legitimately, Heath that was the first time I'd ever seen anyone walk out. Logan walked out of his class after that comment, and it just—that's a running joke with us to this day. Um. By the way, just to back up a second, the thing I said about Scarface, I'm not finding that anywhere, so I don't know where that came from. What, where the I, Yeah. It came from the game. They talk about it in the game. Really? Okay. Arkham. Well, I'm not, seeing it. City One. not seeing it on the fandom uh, DC database. So, hopefully, I'm not spreading it's somewhere, lies. It's somewhere in a mythos, but it might not be every mythos. That's the fun thing about comic mythos. As it can be in some universe of mythos, but not in all. So I guess some a version of a it version of it is, is he was carved out of that tree. Yeah, carved out of that tree. So moving forward, we've got the final villain on our list, and I don't know if you call her villain, but Amanda Waller, the head of Task Force X, the Suicide Squad, one of the few people who could ever outthink any of the heroes, belongs on this list. She can be pretty brutal. She knows, she knew pretty early on that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Uh, there's, now she, she had some cameos in the other DC movies, I think, mm -hmm. didn't she? Uh, I remember yes. her being at the end of one of them. Um, but she, in the animated Suicide Squad mm -hmm. uh, thing that came out a while back, like the first or second scene, like, she blows these dudes' heads off. Yeah. She, she, uh, she tranquilizes them, and then they wake up, and they've got these, chips and planted bombs in, in the back of their head right and she's like you know what if you try to walk out of this room i'm just gonna blow you up and yeah. dude, dude's like whatever lady and he yeah. walks out the door and pow, pow. there have been uh multiple times there's one of uh it's assault on arkham the animated movie uh um king shark is part of the suicide squad and he is doing something he's not supposed to do in the mission and Waller continuously warns her, warns him, like, 
King Shark, get back to your status. Task Force X needs you. And he's just like, ah, oh, don't worry. She pushes the button. Boom! There goes King Shark, dead. And so, he, she also did it in the live action movie Suicide Squad. She did right. it to Ripcord. That's right. Yeah. So, wow. I uh, just found this out uh, because of your notes. Knowing that Gotham would always need a Batman, she had the DNA rewritten in Terry McGinnis's father mm-hmm. to basically create a new mini Bruce to carry on the mantle. Now, Terry McGinnis, if you don't know, he is the Batman in the future in Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond. Yes, and I did not know that that was his origin. Yeah, she is had that, it rewritten. Is that in the show at some point? Yeah, uh, it actually is answered in the crossover episode of Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited. She uh, Terry kind of gets the the hint that it happened, and so he goes and sees at her mansion old, old, old woman Waller, and she says, "Terry, what you don't understand is he might have been my greatest foe, but the world needs a Batman." Wow. So yeah, it wasn't Bruce who had your DNA rewritten; it was me, because the world needs a Batman. And I remember watching that, going, "Oh my gosh, she's a hero too." Like, I don't know what to think about her. You are but, just a wealth of knowledge with all the DC anime and stuff. I'm you, I'm you telling you, I just, am. I'm the DC wow. guy. You are. <laughs> so, I remember a time years ago <laughs> when I would say, Tyler, man, you are really a DC guy. And you'd go, no, I'm no. not. I'm not. I'm not a DC guy. And now you wear it like a badge of honor. Of course I do. Of course I do. Somebody has to. <laughs> be honored to be a DC guy. <laughs> sure, sometimes the doctor knows even before you know it yourself. That's true. That's a very good point. So listen, this has been a long list of of scary. Holy long list of scary Batman. Yes, exactly. Uh, thank you, Robin. Because, um, obviously, in our dynamic duo, you're Robin. So uh, we obviously cannot talk about all 807 villains in the illustrious history of Gotham City. We can't. Like we said earlier, that'd be like two seasons worth of talking. Um, and we're not going to do that. This is only 45. 45 of 807. This is a considerable small list compared to what there is. But listen, if you think that somebody doesn't belong on this list of huge villains of Gotham, or do you think if someone's missing... If you think that 2D Man belongs on this list, please let us know. Somebody is missing about 700 something people. Yeah, 700-something people. If you believe there is a villain out there in in the illustrious history that is Gotham City that we did not discuss, please let us know. Let us know at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or on Twitter. Follow along. Hashtag 30andnerdypod. We'll... We'll apologize and add them to the next time we talk about Gotham's Most Wanted <laughs> 2. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Bad um, boys for life. Uh, so, thank you for listening. I know this was a long list, but every villain on this list deserves it. We deserve to talk about them, but we're definitely not gonna have an entire show about and some I of them. I bet you learned something. You might have. I mean, you just lo- said you learned about... Terry McGinnis's rewritten DNA. I learned DNA. a lot of somethings exactly. just from this. So Exactly. So next job. week, however, I'm very excited. I bet you are. I'm very excited about next week because it is Act 2 of Duel. To Nerd 
We're not nerd. Theater nerds. Akde. Akde of Théâtre Ned. Wow. You're welcome. Bless I took you. French. Uh, so, next week is Theater Nerds 2. Uh, we're very excited because uh, we're going to talk about more stories that we both have on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to defy some of the most notable theater nerds, as well as we might even talk about a little theater etiquette. We kind of forgot to discuss that in the first Everybody one. needs to know it. Everyone needs to know it. So, uh, if you have any uh, questions about next week's episode, about theater questions, theater. or if you have any additions to this week's episode, acting! Yes. Please let us know. Uh, so, thank you for tuning in. We want to thank our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. Um, like I keep saying every week, uh, but I, I am not lying. I promise there is more Patreon-specific content coming very soon. Um, and uh, we are very thankful for y'all because without you all, it, it some of this does not happen. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much. And so uh, that's all I got, Dr. D. So uh, what about you? Hey, man. That, I, I feel very satisfied. We've talked about some great villains. I've learned a lot of things. I've gained some nerdledge. That's always a good thing. And uh, I even enlightened you. Hey, take it when you can, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you nerds later. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Freddy Cat Productions. 30 and Nerdy is a next wave podcast and a bad cast company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation on Podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.